is the especially heinous podcast uh with me rob i'm dan and i'm rachel yeah and uh we're covering uh season 17 episode four it's an episode called institutional fail yeah and uh we decided to give a quick storyline before we actually get started so this one is about a starving toddler who is found wandering the streets alone uh leads detectives uh to the home of manuela osuna uh, guest star, a uh, young woman from Orange is the New Black, and uh, another child in grave condition, may or may not include a cage. Uh, the police <laughs> question Department of Child Services caseworker Keith Musio, uh, whose vague and backdated reports on the family suggest he hadn't checked on the child in months. Oh no. When the overworked Keith accuses his supervisor, Jeanette Grayson, a.k.a. Whoopi Goldberg, a.k.a. Whoopsie Goldberg, a.k.a. Guinan from Star Trek, of orchestrating oh, yeah. the false reports, Chief Dodds <laughs> promises to conduct an internal investigation, but when neglect leads to death, Barba, Woo! our man, <laughs> takes time. matters into his own hands and arrests them for manslaughter. Meanwhile, Dodds indicates some changes coming to Benson, a.k.a. Mariska Hagate, Hargate, oh, squ- squad. Olivia Benson. Benson. Olivia Benson squad. It's actually So we're name. pressing play right now. Starting it. So it opens up. We got a kid who is uh, looking Adorable. at. Yeah, first off, this kid should be in. He should be well fed, let's just say that. He's yeah. got cute little ears that stick out. He's a tiny little boy. Yeah. He can't reach anything. Couldn't reach a soup can that was empty in the cupboard. Yeah. He can't reach the goddamn door locks to get out. We got you the know. we got the GoPro camera going yeah, in this in this shot to be this little child's eye. And yeah. now he's out. He opened the door and he's out in the world. Yeah. So he basically didn't have any food. He couldn't reach any of the cans. So he just left. He just left his apartment. He's a go getter, which apparently leads directly into a subway. No, man. No, you it's keep not thinking a those subway. Doors are subway doors. It's just a project. It's just apartment building yeah. doors. Well, I don't know. I didn't live in the projects in New York. It's just heavy uh, aluminum doors. There's Elevators subway. never work. Talk louder. Yeah, you don't uh, have to call it out so every time. So a little time boy is staring across the street at a little bodega and uh, is crossing is crossing the street by himself. Yeah, he's he just crosses diagonally. He's just jaywalking. I know kids aren't supposed to know how to cross the street, but he goes for it. Yeah, he just goes. He's like, what do I got to lose? And also, <laughs> the only way he gets into the bodega is because the guy opens the <laughs> door guy and sneaks in. But the guy doesn't even recognize, probably because the kid's up to his hip. Yeah. He's a tiny little man. And then the guy in the bodega says, like, oh, it'll be a dollar. And all he sees are these tiny hands. So basically, this kid commits two crimes in short order. One, jaywalking. Two, Stealing. He paid three cents for a, for a dollar's worth of for a snowball. snowballs. Yeah, he got two snowballs. Obviously, he's going to reach directly for the best hostess candy. You know, snack. I've never had those before. They're not worth it. 
It's unbelievable to me. Yeah. That I've never had them? Yes. But Okay, now we have... Uh, I haven't done a lot of things. Now we have uh, Olivia Benson. She's leaving a gala some, something. I don't know. Uh, Peter Gallagher. I forget. Is that his name? I don't know what that guy's oh my name God, is. I think it name. is. I think that's his real name. Wow, good call, Dan. I, well, he was in Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Who is he what? in Law and Order? I don't actually remember his like title. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to look it up guy. right now. He, yeah, he's got a bad guy face. He's got thick eyebrows. I don't trust that. Is he like the police commissioner? Ice-T shows up at the bodega. Yeah, by the way, Ice-T has some killer lines. Yeah, this is a good episode for Ice-T. I mean, they're all good for him, but he, he stands out. They're all good for him. That's oh, also, true. we're introduced to other uh, local precinct <laughs> cops uh, that we will see in later episodes. Oh, yeah. Shit. Oh, yeah, I didn't notice that. Huh, it's the same cops. Mm-hmm. So anyways, uh, SVU gets called in because... Obviously, there's an unattended child trying to buy snowballs, jaywalking, and uh, and who's mute? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he has pink sparkles all over his face, as well as dirt. And uh, wait, but he's also mute. He hasn't said anything. Hasn't said. Okay, wait. So the guy's name's Peter Gallagher. Oh, Dan, Dan. crushing it. Deputy Chief William Dodds. Dodds. Deputy Chief. Chief. Yeah, we mentioned him in the synopsis. Deputy Um, Chief. So, anyways, this episode just starts right up. We got a kid uh, who... Where'd the kid come from? Now we don't know. Yeah, now we're trying to figure out where the kid came from. Um, Probably New York. Parents. Yeah. I mean, considering the fact that he can barely reach door handles, chances are (laughs) he didn't take the path or New Jersey transit. Oh, wait. Can I just add a fun little fact? Um, Did you know... Only if it's fun. I think it's fun. Whoopi Goldberg owns her own line of cannabis products... Specifically geared towards women that have severe PMS symptoms. That is a fun fact. There you go. Thank you, Rachel. You're welcome. I did not know that. I didn't either. You are now more educated about the history of Whoopi Goldberg. (laughs) (laughs) I know she wears dumbass shoes on The View. Why do I know that? Because my mom watches The View. Many moms watch The View. Wait, wait. Does your mom watch The View? Did you know that (laughs) Guinan... That better be a Whoopi Goldberg fact. Did you know that Whoopi Goldberg, a.k.a. Guinan, is also a time-traveling elder? Of the Alpha Quadrant, and that she meets Jean-Luc Picard, a.k.a. Captain Picard from Star Trek The Next Generation, twice. Wrong, wrong TV show. Don't you dare bring up another TV show. All right, How I'm sorry. You? That's a for another podcast. All right, Benson's working her psych, psychologist magic on this little boy, trying to figure out how old he is. But she found out his name is... Bruno. 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 Thank you. You're welcome. And I forgot it. <laughs> BT dubs, Bruno is not credited on IMDb. It says child uncredited. <gasps> yeah, that's messed up, right? Does IMDb not believe he gave the right name? He's like, ah, Bruno, shut up, Benson. No, I don't know, but his Bruno. name, oh no, I'm an idiot. His <gasps> it's at the bottom. Bruno Ozuna. And he's played by Isam. And then there's in two consonants next to each other. Oh, boy. Kaiki, I want to say. I don't know. It's okay. Anyways, it's important to say it, you know, because like try. later on in further podcasts, someone might point out that there's another character we didn't notice. That's true. All right. So now uh, the rest of the squad is going through the, the 126th Street looking for clues. As to Where's where this kid from? from? And there's a shot of a very chubby baby Ugh. and she's super adorable. And I don't think she knows she's on TV. There's tons of cute babies. And then there's That's another baby. Child, the child is from on IMDb. Oh, man. But yeah, so Carisi shows up to the playground, and uh, some, some woman 
maybe a nanny, maybe a mommy. She's not having it. <laughs> she goes, I'm not talking to a cop. And then he goes, ne- child neglect. And she goes, oh, okay. She, yeah, You're she the good guy. It. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love this scene. <laughs> I see he confronts some dude uh, wearing a giant baseball jersey open. Old, no, old the top button is buttoned, but all the other buttons are okay, left unbuttoned. Yeah. No, it's a look. It's a thing. It's a thing. And uh, he, he jumps on whatever uh, Snapchat is it supposed to be, and he's trying to uh, call out Ice-T for being uh, stopped and questioned. And instead, Ice-T grabs his wrist and gets on the camera and says, you better stop snitching. <laughs> it's basically the best defense against some ornery teenager in the projects. <laughs> Oh, my God. Anyways, that was Ice-T moment number one. Back at the station, they're all comparing notes. They really don't have much to go on. This kid is basically lost still. Did that just say Mariska is a producer? Did I never notice that before? I didn't notice that. Oh, maybe she gets a producer credit 17 seasons later. (laughs) (laughs) Just mention this. Rollins is severely pregnant. Yeah, she's super pregnant. From episode three to four, she went – she got – Five months pregnant in, in between all those. <laughs> yeah. in between that she week. is firmly in her second trimester. Yeah, she's getting up and going, <laughs> like her knees and back hurt because she's lugging around a baby inside of her. Watermelon-sized infant. So they're basically making her sit at her desk a lot. Yep, she's on desk duty. Whoopi Goldberg enters and the also frame. Like a yeah. giant dude who kind of looks like a. a Nick Offerman. Ron Swanson, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love I Nick saw Offerman. the same thing. Yeah. He's, He's got a, a significant beard. Yeah. All right. So we got two characters in this. Sorry, guys. Train break. We live, uh, train break. we live relatively close to a train stop. As we're, in a mile away. Yeah, we're breaking, loud. we're breaking the fourth wall right now. Nope. So we got Keith Musio, who is the caseworker for... Um, the woman who they think this Bruno, this young man, belongs to. And then Whoopi Goldberg, who sort of shows her face, but she's not a significant character yet. Her name is Jeanette Grayson. Supervisor. She yeah. is his yep. supervisor. Fun fact, this little squirrely guy, I, I noticed his voice. I was like, he's from something. He's from The Big Short, which we watched a couple weeks ago. Mm. Really? Uh, yes. Oh, I he's do. one of the uh, dumbass investors. He doesn't know what he's doing. You oh, know, and the penny the stocks? Help of Brad Pitt. Uh, shout out to Brad Pitt. Sorry about Angelina. Hmm. Hashtag deep. <laughs> Hashtag Custody. Dungelina. 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 Yeah, you know, like Sounds like, like it's over. Oh. Whatever. This isn't a... This isn't <laughs> We're a, moving on. This isn't a popular news podcast. Sorry. That's our okay. other one. We just made Benson and Carisi climb up nine flights of steps because <laughs> there's no elevator. And they're... Apparently they're not – they're out of shape and this – Yeah, both of them are sweaty. Musio is like whatever. Yeah. I never miss leg day. Oh, and they walked They just right walked into the house. right into the apartment. the apartment. It is not locked. Uh, and they're no, like, where is – It looks exactly the way the kid left it. And uh, apparently it's hot as fuck. Yeah, it's real sweaty. TV is on. Uh, they're, they're searching frantically. Including the cameraman. He's panning around. They're searching for another child because Keith was like, oh yeah, Bruno has a, they, has a, a sister. sister. Or an yeah, older sister. Yeah. And they're like, I don't see any kids around here. They're yeah. Uncovering blankets. There's a they're bed. There's up windows. There's some stuffed animals. There's largely no, no furniture. There's a bunch of beer bottles right next to the kid's bed. And then there's a child in a cage. A, a dog, dog. A really cage. big dog yeah, cage. Yeah, it's like a dog crate. 
And Little girl. Yeah, the kid's not doing well. Possibly sleeping, possibly fainted. I think they said she fainted. Yeah. She's like passed She's, out. Yeah, heat exhaustion. She's like over here. Like close to death. Yeah, so Carisi's calling for backup. Calling for a bus. Musio is like, uh-oh, should I tell them I really haven't been checking up on this family? He looks very distraught. But that'll, that, that's for a later date. Yeah. And by date, I mean like in five minutes. Okay, we'll get to it. Yeah, so Benson being the the maternal, maternal Carisi looks like he's gonna cry. Yeah, but but Benson grabs her and like cradles her like a baby because that's Benson. Yeah, man, she's got to get that photo up. <laughs> now she's also well, she has maternal instincts. Through. She does. She's she wants a baby. The clock is ticking. Yes. Yeah. Um, she wants a baby. She can't have one. She can't. Why can't she have one? I think she is. What is it called when you're not infertile? infertile? Yeah. No, but that doesn't mean you can't have a baby. But she's also single, so... All right. Dual problems. So we're talking to the doc here. This little girl is in trouble. Dr. Uh, Darby Wilder. Darby. Dr. Darby. Dr. Darby. Says this little girl, uh, they wish they would have found that girl quicker. Yeah, sooner. Because she's in trouble. Uh, her organs are failing. She's basically in a sauna for yep. who knows how long. Then it pans to Manuela, who's on the street. Trying to get that change. She's real sweaty. So she can get her fix. She's real sweaty. Yeah. Is this a summer episode or something? She's probably... It doesn't look like it. It looks like she's she's detoxing. Yeah. She's going through withdrawal. Yeah. So they pick up Manuela. Ice-T picks up Manuela on the street. I love how everyone gives the cops dirty looks when they're arresting people of color. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because they immediately assume that the person isn't doing anything wrong. But in this case, Manuela has been neglecting her children. And now we got Musio and Carisi... In uh, social services building or in the hospital? Where are they? They're, they're in the hospital, hospital because yeah. they took the the Little Bruno girl. sister. Yeah, so they're still in so the hospital. Waiting. Musio feels awful because this is where he the comes. Entire episode. Yeah, he, he comes like shit. <laughs> he comes clean that like, hey, I I haven't really been checking up on them as much as I should be, um, but it's not entirely my fault. I have way too many cases going on. Um, We'll get to that later. But it's still his fault. Like, it's fuzzy. On, yeah, on paper it's his fault. But but no, here he doesn't divulge all of that. He just says, like, you know, the last time I saw them, everything looked fine. okay. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't? No, not yet. Okay. All right. So You're Chris, jumping ahead. I'm sorry. But obviously we know that this is bound to happen. Someone, yeah. Someone always lies at first. Yeah. Or not even lies. They just, they just don't tell the whole truth in the beginning. Yes. Now we have Manuela in, in uh, the interrogation room. Got with uh, Finn. With Finn and Rollins, a.k.a. Ice-T. Ice-T is being real mean. Hashtag cop killer. Yeah. yeah, he's... He's not letting her off the hook at all. He's like, you left your kids alone. You yeah. suck as a mom. What are you doing? One of them's going to be dead soon. <gasps> <gasps> or not. Or not. Boom, boom, boom. That would have been a great... <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. Okay, I'm doing a lot here. <laughs> I know. Okay? We need to break this computer up with a like a like one of those button. yes buttons from yes. Staples, where we press yes and it actually goes dun dun. That was easy. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll get a button. Okay. Maybe when we get a couple more podcasts out there, we get something going. We'll kickstart it. Yeah. You don't know. Super pranks. Why don't Super we just get that button for people they can have in their office when someone says something epic? Yeah. They like can just that. be like. Yeah, I, I closed. Uh, I closed the Johnson project. Nice. 
Wait, so let's talk about real quick uh, some of the things that Manuela said to Finn and Rollins about uh, why Manuela was obsessed with her previous boyfriend and her boyfriend did not like the little... Uh, what girl. is her name? Well, the, the, boy, the boy was his, his son, son, but the little girl in the cage was not was his not. daughter. And she wouldn't listen to him. She wouldn't listen to him, so quote unquote. He put her in a dog cage, as you do. Yeah, that's what, you know. That'll show him. No school, no food. There you go. Cage. Oh. Cage. Ah. Turn that heat up. Oh, boy. Just go. Why was the heat up? Just go straight to 10. Was the heat know. up? I thought it was hot. Like, yeah. Yeah, like I thought it was summertime. Oh. Yeah, I didn't think they, they were like, it. it's a furnace in here, but yeah, I get what you're saying. They didn't yeah, have yeah. AC. They didn't yeah, have yeah. The they closed or... the windows. Okay. Yeah, I think that's, that's what a good it was. Point. I think you're on. I don't something. think they would have been blessing the heat. Enter Whoopsie Goldberg. Enter. Yeah, so we got Carisi and Benson walk in and they're asking um, Whoopi Goldberg, aka Jeanette Grayson, who's uh, sort of running the social work building, the social services. And she's uh, Musio's uh, supervisor, so she's going through some of the... Uh, Lots of paperwork. There's stacks. Yeah, and it's interesting. In this scene, it looks relatively organized, but you can see that there's a lot going on. Oh, yeah. Like, there's pa- there's folders all over her desk. There's papers everywhere. Behind her on the computer, there's random spreadsheets oh, of yeah. things. I'm sure they're important. There's, like, a lot going on. Someone's got a lot... So they're turning on, on the, the heat on Whoopsie and uh, oh, and the guy from Big Short. I saw what you did there. <laughs> and uh, shortly after they start talking, this other Jamoke comes in. And, uh, <laughs> Jim- Jamoke. What's, what's his name? I don't he know. Is, he is Whoopi Goldberg's boss. He's like higher. Yeah, he's the director or something like that. Exactly. Eggs, exactly. I don't know who that guy is. Hold on, I have to look it up. Keep going. <laughs> well, uh, we cut back to the office. They're trying to put the pieces together. They're like, I don't understand it. Story doesn't add up. These kids were in trouble. How could they have been okay two weeks ago? Um, and they're just BSing back and forth. Mm-hmm. Is Rollins really pregnant here? Rollins is extremely pregnant. No, 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 no. Like, like in actress. real life. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Sometimes they do that in shows. They'll sure they'll work it in. Dick Wolf's a, a master, a master storyteller. storyteller. Yeah. Oh, well, something about her face that like it looks like she's actually. I don't want to say it. Well, I already said it, but that would be rude if she's not pregnant. I'm like, I see it in her face. She's really yeah. Don't say it. It's too late. I'm sorry, Rollins. Sorry, Kelly. Uh... Kelly Giddish on her Law and Order SVU baby surprise and what's ahead for Rollins. Oh. Seventeen years in, and Law and Order SVU is doing something it's never done before when it writes in Kelly Giddish's real life pregnancy in as the character's pregnancy. Yup, no character was never has, has never, never been pregnant, been pregnant I'm before. Is that Kelly Giddish is glowing? She's beautiful. Well, she is. She looks softer. Sure, let's say that. I don't know. I mean, that's the fairest thing to say. She looks... I forget what they're talking about here. They're... they're pregnant. They're jabbering to Barbara. They're basically giving Barbara the rundown. And then Barbara gives them orders. Get out there and find out more. We should put, <laughs> subti- we should put subtitles on. Oh, shit. Can we do that? Yeah, baby. Okay, hold on. I'm going to do this while we're... Uh... Hold down select for more options. Oh, God. 
Because although we love this podcast and we love this show, it's very hard to remember exactly what is happening sometimes when all they're doing is staring at each other for long periods of time. They're, they're sussing out the information. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, every time we do this podcast, it's going to get a little better. In fact, if you've noticed, the intro was a little less jarring, and this button is probably also a little less jarring. Still, jarring. still makes people feel awesome. Yeah, you know, we're figuring it out. Anyways... Uh, so in the PR, who is this guy's real title? He's the PR I don't know, but guy. he's the PR for the commissioner. Right, so... And... So he's uh, Hank Rafael Abraham. Barbara. He's played by Josh Pais. Whatever, I don't like him. He looks mousy. <laughs> yeah, well, he's like the, um... He's like the, uh, a PR person. He's like the for TMZ. The district. Yeah. So this no, 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 he's like a PR person for the city. So the mayor is apparently in this series very concerned with the public image of the office of the mayor so this guy hank abraham plays like the lead pr like the director of pr for the mayor so that's his character but he consistently plays a villain oh so and then big news yeah. dan do you want to talk about this scene right yeah here? no you go for it okay so uh the commissioner and the deputy chief is like we don't want you to take this case like this is going to be quiet. yeah. Let's keep keep to it hush hush to Barbara, and then Barbara was like, "I don't need to listen to the NYPD. I don't I'm gonna do. Them. I don't work for them. I'm gonna do whatever I want." So he's taking the case. Um, so that's where we leave it. And then next shot to Keith, who is leaving flowers on Keisha's. Keisha, thank you. Keisha's um, little memorial on the sidewalk where. They live. And Carice said, fuck that, I'm going to arrest you yeah, right Carice here right now. Yeah, Carice has to yeah. arrest Musio. And it doesn't feel right. I mean, no. you're watching it, and Musio is like, yeah, you didn't do your job, but, like, you kind of feel for him. And that's what I like most about this episode, because they're basically arresting everyone at social services. But you get the impression that, like, there aren't any bad guys in this situation, except for maybe Manuela, who obviously neglected her children. But, like, social services is being sort of, you know, pointed out as an albatross for this otherwise unavoidable thing. Mm. Because the city basically dumps these cases on these people and the cases never end. Yeah, there's a really powerful scene with Whoopi Goldberg. And I have a feeling that's why they had her on this show. Because she gives a really cool performance. And actually, I like to play it. Her her speech is really good. Yeah, we should. Yeah, I think we can do that. We can try. Yeah. If there's a weird pause in the podcast, by the way, it's because I'm figuring out the audio because we've never played anything from the episode itself. And technically, I think we can only play 14 seconds. So hopefully we pick a good moment. But you'll get the impression. So Here's an interesting part where they try and set the bail at 200000 for each of the yeah. social services people and they... Whoopi Goldberg actually goes, oh, come on! Yeah, because like they all work, you know, for pennies. Yeah, they make nothing. They're working at social services for New York City. They're like, what, how are we going to afford $200,000? Like, that doesn't so make any the sense. they 50K, which is still kind of fucking Yeah, which brutal. is still disgusting. Like, on, who has $50,000 lying around? It's college debt money. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And uh, uh, now uh, Barbara's getting chewed out a little bit by the PR guy. He's like, Hank why, Abraham. Why would you do that? And uh, Barbara's like, because I can, bitch. Because it's the right thing to do. I am Raphael Barbara. <laughs> just imagine him as like He's a... just so suave. As like a Zorro-type character. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Barbara's kind of like the Batman of this show. 
And by Batman, I mean the most awesome. Yeah, what yeah. Does he do? we don't know what he does. You don't he know what he does. Batman. Yeah, he could Ooh. be. Next Batman. Forget Ben Affleck. <laughs> it's just Raphael Barber. Raul Esparza. Yeah, man. Okay, okay, now we got a dog on the podcast. It's our guest guest dog. No, I'm just kidding. So, uh, what's her name? Manuela. Manuela. Wants to know if she can get out for her daughter's funeral. Uh, She's in the hospital. The hospital. She's cuffed to the fucking hospital bed. Oh, I didn't God, notice that before. It. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, probably having a hard time detoxing. She looks way better, obviously, than when she was on the streets. Uh, but and this is when she tells them about, uh, the boyfriend, The actually. boyfriend, Bruno's dad. Baby daddy for the boy. Mm-hmm. Bruno's yeah. dad. And, uh, they and start they also find out some shit about uh, the caseworker. Yeah. And, like, how he hasn't been around since early spring, late winter, even though he claims that he was there two weeks ago. Yeah. So they find out that Musio uh, and, like, Whoopsie Goldberg have been lying um, about... Well, how often they were visiting Manuela. Oh, well, even mentions too, that she, uh, was in a good spot, uh, here with the, the baby daddy was around. They were, they got jobs, they did fine. And then all of a sudden it kind of fell to shit. I think she said, he was shot. Felipe got shot. The boyfriend boyfriend. is Felipe and he got shot. And then she started using. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she got sad. She was mourning. She was using, but she, that was her daughter. Why would she put the fucking daughter still in the cage? Because she loves Felipe more than she loves her children. Even as he was dead? Well, hmm. no, she's probably strung out. She probably just caged her up so she wouldn't run away. Since, yeah, I guess so. But if you're high, you're high, so. I know, but why would the little boy wasn't in a fucking cage? It's probably because he, he obeyed her. Maybe. Fucking dog. Yeah, hopefully it's not coming up on the podcast. I'm going to have a word with this owner. And now... Stop. Stop. So we cut to... uh, uh, Jail. Cut to jail. Yeah, we got (laughs) Musio in an orange jumpsuit because none of them can afford $50,000 bail. Yeah. And you feel bad for him. But, Barba looking to make a deal and Barbara knows Keith knows stuff and if and if Keith can just let it go like say all the things throw whoopsie Goldberg under the table and her boss under yeah. the table then he can go free and essentially well not go free but he can have a lighter sentence than yeah. the other two For and sure. so they know that there's a can of worms to be opened now they're just kind of slowly trying to work that can open yeah so this is public defender uh guthrie mind you the uh social services department hired a well didn't hire but got a public defender so they can't even afford a lawyer which is an interesting thing i forgot this part that carisi goes back he said i forgot my pen like they fucking believe that he goes back into the cell and talks to keith and said like listen you're the low man on the totem pole here you're gonna get a shit end of the deal if you don't Fess up, essentially. Hmm. And, uh, yeah. And he knows. I mean, Keith they knows. They all see it. They yeah. all see that Keith wasn't like an asshole. Well, yeah. I mean, he should have been visiting Manuela. Sure. Because if he was there, then he would have. all around here. Yeah. It's just. Uh, Who's got to pay? 
Yeah. Yeah, it's oh boy. Where will the justice happen? This whole season is filled with ambiguity. Oh, it's cool. I don't know how to feel. Dick Wolf is really good. Ah, what are you doing with my feelings, old Dick Wolf? <laughs> okay. Let's happen in now. Deputy Chief is all up in Benson's grill, like what are you talking about? Yeah, because she was on Commissioner... the list, apparently. Yeah, she's, William she's Dodd. at a promotion. Yes. Well, she's in the good graces of all her... Yeah, she would. Look at her. ...higher-ups. I know, she's she's amazing. She's, um, she's my hero. Good-looking. She's effective. She has a Can baby. Olivia Benson be my hero? I think she is. I think she can. Okay, good. Um, but basically, the deputy chief is like, you need to back off. And Olivia Benson's like... I can't. I'm not doing anything. Barbara's the one leading it. I live by a moral code, and I listen to Barbara. Barbarino. Oh, Barbarino. Old Barba. Oh, now we're, Keith wants to talk. We're, Rollins is always drinking water. I just noticed it only in the last episode we watched because she's at the bar and she has to drink water, but I just saw it now again. Like She's always... She's got to drink water. Old Rollins. That baby really wants water. Staying hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Dan snorts. It's my favorite thing. Why is Barbara able to talk to Musio without the lawyer? Because he's in jail. I guess Keith wanted to talk. Keith has the right to say that he wants to talk. Oh, there he is. The lawyer's there. Sorry, I'm wrong. They didn't show him. He could talk without his lawyer if he wanted. Yeah, I guess. It's uh, so they're basically trying to strike a deal with Musio right now. And the public defender is like, he's never going to take it. Because the public defender is actually defending the whole social services department. Yeah. So he basically doesn't want anyone to admit anything. Um, he, like, no. I think the public defender technically wants them all to burn, basically. Hmm. Like, Because no, if none of them plea for a smaller deal, they're all going to get a raw deal. No, but but the public defender was like, if Keith is still charged as a, as, with felonies, then he's not going to take the deal. The idea is so he doesn't have any felony on his record. So, so the public anyway. defender is trying to and like work on Musio's behalf. Yeah. So Musio is like, screw it. I don't care about no deal. I got to tell the truth because deep down inside, I'm a good guy. He does this thing and, where he's looking like, not in that suspense music. Well, because you look at Barba, he looks like a trustworthy man. But you don't know if he's playing you because he wants to win. Keith does this thing where he looks up off to, at no one. He's looking inside his brain for the answers. Yeah. <laughs> He's looking so high up. Oh, but, boy. But basically, oh, this is a common theme that Barbara likes to do, which is pass pictures around. Yeah, of the victim. The to make touch. the jury yeah, feel... Is that legal? Yes. Is that a thing? Yeah. Sure. Oh, man. People I've do never... it with evidence. They'll they show, come... like, evidence. Here's oh. the victim's hand. Pass it around. <laughs> Everybody take a smell. <laughs> but I wanted to uh, make note that Keith mentioned uh, in his testimony to Carisi and Barba in the jail cell that Jeanette wanted him, wanted Keith to come into the office on Saturday and fill out false records right. of visits. And that'll become the core of this argument. Exactly. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So now we're in the courtroom. Oh, whoopee. Shit's going down. Talking to the jury a lot, passing around photos. Yeah, this is a new jury. I've been paying special attention to the juries <laughs> the to actors. see if they're the same people. <laughs> Just because I was suspicious last time, and I, I didn't follow up. I'm not Barba. But, you know, 
we got a court scene going on right now, and they're talking about those falsified reports that Keith refused to go in on a Saturday. First off, if you're Whoopi Goldberg, why would you have someone come in on a Saturday to fill out false reports? And she was there. That's rough. Does he usually come in on Saturday? No, that's the point. No, it's it's because it was right after the just, NYPD made a visit to the department. The deal, man. Have him do it during his lunch. Hey, take an extra hour. He'll Apparently falsify those records. Yeah. Now you have him come in on a Saturday. He's like, I'm going to the park. I got a date with my girlfriend. <laughs> and, oh, I got to go in and falsify records. He ain't going to do that. <laughs> she should have had him come in, spend an extra hour or two, sweeten the pot. Terrible. Now we're talking about triage here. I remember that because I, I was listening to another podcast and they used that word a lot. He said, triage. you're going to – you want to uh, – you have to decide who to help first, essentially, and then some mm. patients die. The medical professional is like, yeah, yeah, I have to agree with that. Some people die. I forget why he was bringing all that up. They're, he's trying to figure out if it's manslaughter. And he said, she says, like, no, it's not manslaughter. Like, she wasn't dead. Like, she came in, and the little girl died because yeah. we just didn't have the resources. Neglect, yeah. Yeah, so... The medical, the hospitals basically saying, like, this happens. People die because they're not, like, have severed limbs and stuff. They come in dehydrated and sometimes they die. you can do, yeah. Yeah, like, which I think a lawsuit is in order because that's ridiculous. Because I was an EMT for a while. If someone comes in and they're dehydrated and stuff and it's a child. I've been having heat stroke and shit. Yeah, like, no, I don't buy that. But anyways, that's besides the point. So we got Whoopsie Goldberg, and we got his name. The character's name is Matt Sheridan, I believe. Yeah, he's got a he's another social worker guy, I believe. But he, he is Whoop, Whoopi Goldberg's boss. Just to make yeah. note, yes. So there's like a chain so of command. Keith there's, is essentially saying now that he, uh, you know, they they twisted his yeah, arm. Matt Sheridan. Yeah, you're good, man. I can read. Oh, uh, <laughs> we have. The, <laughs> Sorry. We've got subtitles now. I take that compliment back. It's a new edition. <laughs> oh, Musio looks like he's going to shit his pants. Yeah, now that he's being uh, interrogated by the defense. Yeah. And uh, he basically already said to the jury that uh, Matt Sheridan and, and Whoopsie Goldberg uh, made him figure out <laughs> false reports all Saturday long. He was pissed about that. and about Of course, he's got to go in on a Saturday. Yeah. You know but, they didn't pay him overtime. But no. not... Not even that. He's talking about how how many case loads that he had and how many cases he needed to visit per day. Originally. Originally. And essentially it just got so much because some someone in his department, I think, went on like maternity leave or like left and then he had to take all of her work and it was just uh, – it was a dead end. There was nothing he – at first his records were – great he wrote everything in handwritten notes everything was on time and then everything started to kind of just fall to the wayside yeah so now the defense is trying to do is say like he's just making up all this bullshit to save himself and throw the rest of them under the bus oh now ice tea number two still laying into this fucking drug addicted mom she gets to meet up with bruno who's still rocking out with the fire truck toy and uh, and uh, he basically drops the news that Keith, uh, sorry, Bruno's going to um, a 
foster home. Yeah. So he's being real mean about it. He's like, listen, you fucked up. Your kid's going to go to a better family, basically because he doesn't know how to speak. Yeah. You were letting him eat snowballs all day long. And hopefully he doesn't remember you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's that. when he says that. Damn. Oof. Hopefully right, to her, he, right to her face. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't remember any of this or you. Yeah. That's exactly the quote. Yeah. Nailed it. Um, we cut to that for a second just to see Ice-T rip into her. Yeah. Ice-T is not having it. Well, she was trying to uh, be a better mom maybe now that she's off the drugs. And she was like, I miss Keisha's. Uh, funeral and Ice T was like, yeah, because oh, the, yeah? the band, now the band was three mom? hours late. Yeah, it's a little late. All right, so we're getting to the point where uh, Whoopsie Goldberg is on the stand, and uh, it's a good chunk of this episode where she has her testimony. Kind of, kind of goes off the rails. Yeah, yeah. It, it originally starts her. She's a, uh, you know, she's uh, keeping the momentum of uh, her side of the case, defending the social workers. Sticking to the facts. Um, but you'll find uh, eventually she just, uh, she's had enough. Because, you know, Musio has it hard, but, like, she's been in the job for 20 years plus. Yeah, she's and a she's supervisor. Just, yeah, like, so she, she's sick of hearing people talk about how he had it rough. She's had it rough for Yeah, for that period of time. So that's where the ambiguity comes in, you know? Like... Some of these people that work for cities and states, like, they're just completely overwhelmed because things change, but their departments don't change. More people come, there's more demand, but they don't get a higher budget. In fact, anytime their budget is raised slightly, it's scrutinized because, you know, the public is paying for it. So, I mean, it's one of those situations where, like, it's just, there's no winners, right? Because we need these things, social services. But, you know, to pay for it, it comes out of your pocket. And they're not your kids. It's not your families. These aren't people we know. And, uh, but it needs to get done. It's, it's one of those things that in order to be a part of a society, these things sort of exist in the fringes, in the periphery of our, of our knowledge. And we only know about them when things go wrong. Right. And then the first thing we want to do is point the finger. So who do we point the finger at? We point it at the people who are doing the job. It's supposed to be And we forget that. It's really hard to do that job. That's what Barbara's laying into Whoopsie Goldberg right now and said, you signed off on all these reports of these children who are essentially, at the time you were signing that, in the ER. They were dead. They were in trouble. And One she, was... She basically was signing paperwork. That's all it basically. was. You're not looking... You're not seeing if the kids are alive, yeah, she's, healthy. She's not doing the diligence. Sure. Quote, unquote. Because she can't, to go back to... I mean, it's impossible. Yeah, like... That's her argument. At least. Yeah. I mean, how, I mean, at what point do you put your foot down? You know, I was a teacher for a lot of years. You know, they, they make it seem like this job is 40 hours plus 180 days of vacation between weekends and paid leave. Wait, and, can we pause it right now? Yeah, let's, uh, let's do this thing where we try and to... Um, re- and rewind it just a little bit. And I, you know what I'm going to say? And I'm going to put this on record. Like, let's just... You know, actually, I'm not going to put it on record. I'm going to pause. Sorry. Here's going to be some uh, pause music. So, uh, sorry about that. There was going to be a weird pause there. I don't want to spend any time editing this podcast. Um, But basically, this is the first time we're going to do this. We're going to play something directly from the show itself. And we're doing this because this scene is awesome. And you guys should hear it straight from Whoopi Goldberg's mouth. So, without further ado. 
It has to do what the courts can't do, what the cops can't do. You are asked to do your job. Wow. Oh, shit. Himself could not do this job. We need a recess, Your Honor. You want to judge me? You want to last an hour in my world. Talking to Barbara like that. And if I go, who's going to be on the front lines? You? You? The judge? Your Honor, I mean, you've done the most hapless cases in the world on us every day. More and more, we get the dregs Benson's of humanity and children raised by wolves. And you see them come in this court, in and out, week in and week out, they come to you as criminals. Do you ever stop to think, gee, what happened before that? Miss Grayson, do you need a break? Oh, now you want to give me a break? Hey, that's just what you're doing. Five years of make your quota, Jeanette. Push that paper, hit those numbers. Right, Matt? Right? It's impossible. And everybody knows that you all know it. But you want to scapegoat me. You want to make me feel bad. You want to take it down so you can feel better about yourself. See? Because you pretended like you you don't know that there are poor people out there in the city. Broken people. You don't turn away from the homeless guy on the subway. Of course you do. Everybody does. Because it's too much. You want to put me in jail for this? Look in the mirror, my friend. Look in the damn mirror. Man, Barbara looked upset after that. Yeah, that was... Probably because she said, look in the damn mirror. I don't think that line was necessary. (laughs) I don't think it was written into the script. Whoopi Goldberg just crushed it. Um, that scene is so good like it's one of those scenes in this show where you have to watch it more than once because it is the honest truth yeah it is such good writing like I don't even know how the writers for this show like how they're inspired to write these stories they're so authentic well I think it's just everyday living in the city like there's so (sighs) many people and there's so many different like, there's just so many people. Yeah, but that speech is so authentic. It's so authentic. I wonder if it came from a real case. Good. That's a good question. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg is a fantastic actress. Like, nobody's debating that. But that is, like, a really outstanding performance. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was wonderful. I mean, for me especially, I felt like that part about we all turned away from the yeah, the homeless person in the street, it's so relatable. I mean, it's like, yeah. And you deal with it every, every day. day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, this is besides the point, but uh, at this point we have, uh, what's his face? Dan, you know his Peter name. Gallagher. Peter Gallagher. Yeah, we got Gallagher in Benson's <laughs> office Deputy, saying. Deputy Chief. Saying the, saying, Smashing watermelons yeah, with a hammer. <laughs> you threw out your chance. You had your chance, and now you you didn't play ball. No. So wait, listen. They're actually talking about something. So the deputy chief is like, so the I'm so the office, wrong. so the commissioner office wants another sergeant underneath you, and they're like, you know, 
oh, like, we'll hire somebody. Like, oh, bring them in. We'll interview them. And uh, William Dobbs, the deputy chief, is like, no, no, I got somebody. Don't worry. You don't need to interview him. Oh, who is he? My son. My son. Nepotism. God Um, damn it. Goddamn nepotism. He goes to Rollins and says, like, hey, you're pregnant, right? And she's like, yeah. (laughs) That's not what they said, but that's essentially what they're talking about. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I'm pregnant. Shut up. Can we talk about that scene again? Because it's, like, my favorite. By the way, wait. Rollins has a squirrel on her desk? Oh, in a tube. Excuse me? Wait a minute. I just realized that Rollins has a taxidermy squirrel in a globe on her desk. That's how we end it. Dick <laughs> It's ended. Oh my on god. that fact. Wait, so that's... Was that always there? Maybe. Now I gotta We're just paying it. more attention. You guys are just paying more attention. We're just allowed to, to be on the per- periphery. Yeah, because yeah. it's on mute. So anyways, that was um, Institutional Fail. It was a fantastic episode. It's another ambiguous episode from season 17 of Law & Order SVU. Yeah. And uh, does anyone have any closing remarks? Well, obviously, Matt out? and uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, they end up in jail. Jeanette, her name is Jeanette in the show. They said they put her in Bellevue. Bellevue. Because it's a woman's jail. Yeah, yeah, but she had like a mental breakdown or something like that. And she'll probably get manslaughter. Yeah. Um, which means she'll probably be in prison. They're not coming out anytime soon. Right. Which is amazing because like, despite... I don't know. Yeah. That's, well, well, she's speaking the truth, but it also makes her look extremely guilty. Yeah. There's a line between, like, was she just doing her job and was it her fault or was it... It's a, it's it's an argument of too little too late. Or, yeah. yeah. That's what the courts can see. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, it, it comes a, down to did they commit the crime, period. And in this case, yes, right. they all were instrumental in the death of a of a young girl. Everyone and even though neglected her, yeah, life is hard, and this job is hard, and no one makes you work. But like this girl didn't have a choice, and she died. So Boom. that's what it is. It's a uh, um, so on another happy note, we end this episode. <laughs> yeah, right. And a girl died, and a little girl died in a cage. <laughs> Dick Wolf. You she didn't die bet. in the cage. She died in the hospital. Yeah. Well, you know, some people die in the cage and should come back, though. Ronda Rousey. Ooh. <gasps> yeah, I went there. UFC. News. We like all kinds of things in this time. Harry Potter. Yeah, man. No, but he did sleep in a cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect response, by the way. Until next time. Yes. Next episode. Meet us, episode five. They're getting better, right? If you like this episode, wait, if you like this episode, review it. Yeah, like it on iTunes, review it so that we're high up in the search history. It'll probably bear us here. Two little gloves. Yeah, that's true. It's crazy. Yeah, so I just want to shout out to uh, DJ Suede, the remix god. Uh, he's responsible for our theme music. I'm going to reach out to him soon and thank him. Uh, well, thank you for that Tom Jones yeah, remix. Also oh, that follow-up, that All right, peace out. This was fun. Bye, guys. <laughs>